Welcome to another episode of the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. And today, by Zoom, we have our trademark attorney that would be Susanna Mahady. She is with the law offices of Susanna Mahady. We're talking trademarks as we do every time she comes on the podcast. Today is a very cleansing topic, though. We are talking about how to choose a trademark name for those who manufacture bidets. Yeah, bidets. Live and in living color. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Thank you for having me. Nice to be back. And you know what? I I put this out on social media. You responded to it the other day that um, have you, you're an entrepreneur and entrepreneurs have been known to barter for their services. And uh, I certainly am no stranger to the barter system. and, and, And I put this out on social media. What is the strangest payment really in, in that you've received and from from doing bartering and and uh, and so this this actually kind of ties in with our topic for today because I received a bidet last week and I commented that that was a very very thoughtful and great gift because I'm a big proponent for practical gifts and I think you know we all can we've had enough we all probably have a boatload of mugs and and pen sets and things like that. So I always uh, applaud those who are creative and think of practical gifts. It's it's so. a very it's a very cleansing gift. Yes. It's it, it cleans <laughs> not it, it cleanses not only the soul. Uh, well I'm sure you're feeling nice and fresh today. So let's get into uh, the topic of so bidets and and trademarks. Let's do it. I think it's it's kind of interesting because, I mean, it's a funny topic, obviously, you know, we can all make fun of things that are, you know, anything that's bathroom related tends to bring a little giggle. Um, but I, I actually did a little research after I saw your post and was looking at, at just a little bit of the history of bidets, because it's obviously something that we all associate with, you know, other countries, um, especially in Europe. Or I believe that there are some countries um, that I think in Asia that's it's more commonly used. Definitely France and Italy and things on uh, places like that. And I was I was reading about it, and it seems to be that it's predominantly used mostly in Catholic countries. And in fact, in Italy and I believe Portugal, the bidet is. It's required to install a bidet in any bathroom, in every bathroom, and that's a requirement that's been in place since 1975. So I thought that was really interesting, and I believe it's starting to, you know, become popular over in the U.S. because there's definitely a lot of trademark applications that have been filed with the name bidet in them. Let's let's get into some examples. Well, I thought one of them was, um, I believe you have shown the, the, I don't know if it was the instruction manual or something where it had a, a term about cleaning your private parts. Well, that's actually a trademark. Um, the bidet company cleaning private parts is something that is registered. And I thought that was very creative. And uh, looking at other, I was kind of looking at other creative slogans and it goes to back to what we had talked about previously to how you, you can identify um, you know, your brand through a slogan or a saying or anything like that. And it's and it's important to register that as well, besides the name, because I think it's it's something that's recognizable. We did jingles before, things that we all, you know, kind of remember, they stay in your in your mind. And I think slogans 
do the same. And cleaning private parts, I think, is extremely creative. So, and so someone out there has actually. Go ahead. Go ahead. Someone has has actually applied for a trademark called cleaning private parts in in terms of a bidet. It's the bidet company cleaning private parts is actually the name. But there are others that are that are even more creative, and not all of them are live. I think some of these have been abandoned or are no longer active. But one of them that um, some of the ones that I found most creative was, you know, what a difference of the day makes. Oh, that's awesome! So, I know. I thought that was so creative. And then there was a little add a little freshness to your life, and that's related to a bidet company. There was one that was um, have a nice bidet, mm. <laughs> um, bottoms up. um and you know bidet in a bottle so there's definitely a lot of very funny creative slogans that you wouldn't associate necessarily with you know a toilet wow i those are pretty creative and 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 so using obviously a play on words and the more creative the easier it would be to to get your trademark uh, passed through? Absolutely, because you want to be distinctive, right? You want to be different. And the whole idea behind trademarking is to protect your brand and make sure that people are not confusing you with other brands that may not be as reputable or um, you know, obviously not something that you're a service that you're providing. You don't want people to be directed to other other companies or businesses that are also offering similar products as yours. And, and this, that's the, this doesn't obviously just apply to bidets, but it applies to anything and everything that you are hoping to trademark in terms of doing business. And so if you've got a, um, a product, think of something catchy, a play on words would be, would be great. And, and, uh, and 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 then apply for the, the the trademark, right? And even like your company name, like your business name. I mean, we're talking right now about slogans and and play on words and, and catchy phrases that people will will remember and can can stick in in people's heads. But I think even just the the name of your business should be something creative, and that's why the made up words like Xerox or um, Tesla or whatever you know words that that are well known in 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 society today were trademarks that were just words that were made up that were successfully trademarked. You know you can try to to trademark something that's more commonly known or words that are commonly used, but then the chances of of successfully registering that trademark, you know, are a little bit slimmer because you could be challenged or it could be just outright rejected. You had mentioned before we started this podcast that there there's actually a, a situation where you can share a name with 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 someone else who wants that same name. And you I, can't I mean names or brands can coexist and I think that's the term we we used earlier when you have two names that, you know, you can have something registered or you can apply to register a name and there might be somebody already using that name Mm -hmm. and they can challenge your application and affect your chances of getting that registered. 
But oftentimes companies can try to coexist by coming to some agreement where, you know, they could say, look, I'm only going to operate in California. You're only operating in Texas. And so let's coexist. Let's reach an agreement where we can, we're not going to challenge your application because I'm going to just stick to my, my jurisdiction and you stick to yours. And that could happen. There's also bigger brands that coexist without agreements. And I think we used this example before where you have Delta Airlines and then you have Delta Faucets. I mean, these are the same name, but they're in whole different classes. I mean, they're in, in no one's gonna, no one is going to confuse Delta Airline product with kitchen faucets made right. by Delta Faucet. So in some cases, but not always, it can weaken the brand but in the, for instance, in in the in the the name Delta, it, it's everybody knows it's either the Delta faucets or Delta Airlines. But um, in smaller situations, it can actually hurt or or uh, or or weaken their brand. Right, it could, it absolutely could. And if you plan to expand beyond, I mean, now with the internet, it's very easy to cross state lines, right? I mean, you're you're no longer just confined to your small little jurisdiction. People put things online or you can sell products um, through the internet. And so that allows you to cross state lines very easily. And so you want to protect your brand beyond your small jurisdiction. And so if you have a business, I mean, this might be more applicable, maybe in a brick and mortar type of business where you're just going to have, you know, a, a small location and you don't really care that there's somebody in Hawaii operating something similar, but but typically you want to protect yourself all over the country because you don't know. I mean, you might want to start selling online and you want to make sure that your brand is protected and no one else can use it or no one else is writing, you know, uh, no one's piggybacking on your goodwill or your good reputation. If someone had more questions about protecting their brand or or even how to start um, what's the process of 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 trademarking uh, their brand if someone wanted to reach out to Susanna Mahady how how can they do that well they can reach me through my website which is www.mahadylaw.com and that is spelled m a h a d y l a w.com or you know, feel free to send me an email directly to my email address, address which is smahady at mahadylaw.com. Susanna Mahady, she's always got good information about trademarks, and uh, today is no different. Uh, I feel totally refreshed now that, that we've done this segment. <laughs> and uh, go forth and have a, uh, have a, have a beautiful bidet. <laughs> No, how about have a nice bidet? Have a nice bidet. All right. (laughs) All right. Thank you. We appreciate you listening to the About Mansfield Consumer Advice Series. By the way, if you own a business and you are interested in being a part of the Consumer Advice Series, if you have the knowledge to give information in 10-minute increments to the consumers, shoot me an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is info at aboutmansfield.com. We'll tell you how we can get y'all set up. Appreciate it. We do it again next week right here on the podcast.